Chris Miles was able to retire twice by the time he was 39 years old. But he's not content to just enjoy his own financial freedom and peace of mind. Chris wants you to have your own ripple effect so you can live free today. He's not the financial advisor you expected. He's the anti-financial advisor you deserve. He's jumping behind the mic right now, ready to make waves. Here's Chris Miles. Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Welcome to our show that's for you. Those of you that are sick and tired of being sick and tired. You're sick and tired of working so hard for your money and not having your money working harder for you. You want that freedom of cash flow today, not 30 or 40 years from now, but right now, so you can live that life you love with those that you love. But most importantly, guys, it's not just about getting rich, is it? It's about creating a rich life. Because as you're blessed financially, you now have a greater capacity to bless the lives of those around you. Guys, that's exactly what I'm so excited to be able to be a part of today. As a reminder, if you love this stuff, if you love these shows, leave us a review, whether it's on iTunes, whether you're leaving us a review on YouTube, leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. If you think this show sucks, then just don't worry about it. Don't waste your breath. Just move on. Hey, are you looking for another great podcast to listen to? One about investing and not only just investing, but learning about cool deals like investing in apartments that does not require you to have to be an accredited investor or have a million dollars. Hey, if you want to check that out, go check out my friend Lane Kawaoka's site, simplepassivecashflow.com. He's got a great podcast also called Simple Passive Cashflow that you can check out on YouTube, iTunes, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. If you want some great education and to learn about great ways to invest in other types of deals without, again, needing a ton of money, check it out, simplepassivecashflow.com or look up Simple Passive Cashflow on YouTube or your podcast app. Check it out. All right, guys. So today I've got a special guest here, Brad Chandler, that I think we're going to have a really fun conversation. Now, just like many of our guests, Brad has been in real estate for really the last 20 plus years. has been doing that for a long time. He actually got interested in real estate reading a book when he was just really in ninth grade, learning how to buy houses. He's been doing that ever since. He's actually has a company called Express Home Buyers that he's bought and sold over 4,000 homes across the country. And now his primary impact is really helping develop his team. And especially what we want to talk about today is how to make an impact rather than just making a lot of money, which really is kind of the whole message of being a rippler, right? And having that ripple effect. So we're going to talk to Brad about that today. So Brad, welcome to our show. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm excited. So fill in the gaps a little bit. Like, Tell us more about the story because there's not that many ninth graders that said, oh, I think I want to read a book about real estate. I've got a lot of teenagers in my family and most of them don't even want to read a book about real estate investing. Funny thing is I hated reading. And when I think back, I don't even know how I got my hands on that book. It might've been a Christmas gift or something. But yeah, I read a book by Robert Allen, who's now in one yep. of the masterminds we're in. And I knew from a very early age that I wanted to do real estate because there was a lot of money involved. And We'll get to that in a little bit later. What, what was important about the money? Yeah, for sure. And then, so what was your first dabble in real estate? How'd you get started? So an investor bought my neighbor's house in like, I don't know, the summer of 2002. And the house was completely run down. And I'm outside one day and it was completely fixed. There was a bunch of people in the yard. And I went and talked to the guy and he goes, yeah, I, I bought this house. I flipped it. I'm getting ready to flip it. And I buy houses at 20%, 30% below market, fix them up and resell them. Well, it'd been a long time since I was in ninth grade. So I was like, did I forget that in the book? I was like, but that's what I'm going to do because I was working for a real estate developer. So my first deal ever 
was I bought a VA foreclosure. And I think the realtor probably made more money because he double-ended. He got me on the buy and then he, he was like, you got to relist it with me. So I think I made like nine, 10 grand and he probably made like 13 grand. So that was my first deal ever. I bought it. It didn't need a lot of rehab. I put a little rehab in it and then sold it. Pretty boring. And then the second deal was a subject two deal, which I really had no idea what I was doing, but I pulled it off and got the lady exactly what she wanted. She was days away from foreclosure. So that was a little better, a little juicier story. Wow. You just kind of jumped right in, didn't you? I mean, you, it I wasn't did. even like a simple transaction. You just had to go and make it a little bit more complex. Yeah. Actually, the guy who told me that bought my neighbor's house, I kept in touch with him. So like months later, I call him. And I'm like, hey, I got this deal under contract. He goes, oh, just put it in a trust and a land trust and put it in subject, do subject to blah, blah. And I'm like, what the hell did he just say? <laughs> I'm like, like okay, what's a land so trust? I, what's subject so, to? <laughs> yeah. So he's like, call this title company. So I called the title company and the guy was really helpful and we pulled it off somehow. And I, I made like 30 or 40 grand and I was only making like $60,000 a year at that time. At that point, you said, wait, why am I working this job again? <laughs> I did. And so I bought my first house in July of 2003. I bought six houses in July and August of 2003. It took me eight months because I decided in December of 2002, I was going to do this, Chris. So eight long months to find my first deal. I bought six in two months. And then in October, I went to my employer at the time and I said, I quit. I came home and I told my wife at the time. And she's like, are you kidding me? We have a newborn son and I've got two mm -hmm. kids. Like, what do you think? And I was like, it'll be fine. And sure enough, it's fine. 20 years later, 4,000 houses. We're not still married, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That was just the first sign right there. Like, what are you doing to me? But that's awesome, man. And I know, of course, you've made millions in real estate, like I said, thousands of transactions and everything. But I really want to talk about your journey because, I mean, there's a lot of people watching this and most of these people are passive investors or watching, but there's some active investors too. People maybe that want to have the kind of success you've had. What was that turning point for you in 2021? Wow. I was trying to get my son help for anxiety. And I realized that I had my own childhood programming issues that were not only severely affecting my life in all areas, but were also the cause of, or partly the cause of his anxiety and my daughter's anxiety. So as I was reaching out to try to get him help, the person said to me, well, you might need some help. Do you want to come out and work with us? So I went to Park City and literally over the course of a weekend, actually it was a three-hour session, Chris, I walked out of that Airbnb bedroom, a completely different human being, completely different. And my life changed so profoundly when I came home that I was like, I think I just figured out the secret to life and I've got to give this gift to other people. And now I know that God put me on this planet to do this work because I've helped, I don't know, 50, 75 people like, transform their lives. It's been quite an amazing couple of years for me. Well, and it hasn't even just been any Joe Schmo off the street. Like these are guys like in our mastermind groups that also make millions, tens of millions of dollars in their businesses that now they're having these huge perspective shifts in their own lives. Because I know for me, the measurement of success and maybe it took me losing everything to then figure out what I had to get it all back and then have to rebuild again after I went broke and then got to where I am today. But I know for a fact that your perspective on life and how you see the world, and we talk a lot about abundance mentality versus scarcity right? And even just how you respond to events that even that creates that emotional intelligence that helps you in all areas of life and especially in business, but it helps you throughout even create more happiness too. Absolutely. Every single problem you have in your life is created by a thinking problem. Here's the secret to life. Every single problem, whether you have obesity, a crappy marriage, infidelity, drink too much, smoke too much weed, 
have an addiction problem, depression, anxiety, everything comes down to one thing, and that's a thinking problem. None of us were born with these thinking problems. These thinking problems were created when our brain did what it was supposed to do through a stressful time in our childhood that gave us a meaning to get through that stress. This is bad is happening to me because I must be bad. And therefore, if I'm good, I can get relief in the love that I want. So your brain's doing its job. The problem which people don't understand is that I am bad gets buried in your subconscious mind, which controls 95% of your daily behavior, Chris. I can't tell you the number of clients, even in the last 30 days, where we've gone into the hypnosis session, which is really just a deeply relaxed state where we can access your subconscious mind. Just today, I had a client. He literally unearthed three memories from three to four years old. I said, Have you, had you ever thought about those before? He goes, no. So we're walking around with memories that we remember, but we can't recall, if that makes sense. Our body remembers them. They control our behavior. They cause us to drink, yell at the wife, kick the dog, whatever it is, but we don't know why. Mm -hmm. So that's the secret to life is you go back and you figure out what are the beliefs that are driving your behavior that you want to change. Then number two is you rewire the brain through just listening over and over again to a recording. It's called neuroplasticity. Your brain has the natural ability to regrow new neural pathways so that you can change your thinking and then your behavior. And then the third and as critical as the first two is conditioning. Now you know the problem and now you're rewiring. Every day you got to practice. So when you feel a negative emotion, know that that's, if you deal with that emotion, you're one step closer to liberation. Because in my life, Chris, my goal is to get to a point in life where no one or no situation can negatively affect me or positively, really positively affect me. That's liberation. That's complete freedom. And I'm closer. If I'd have heard this three years ago, I'd have been like, you're crazy. Now I am really close. My 16-year-old daughter is, is the one person left that I'm trying to conquer that continues to trigger me on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> There's always got to be one. It's your family members. It's always the closest people to you where it's the last to release, but it's okay. It's all going to happen in time. You and I were talking before we went on the air and it's fascinating that for me, like I had a trauma response after going, getting an auto accident and I caused the accident. And then of course, seeing the car seats in the car in front of me and that trauma response, it triggered in me. And I realized it even brought up other memories of other times I felt that way. Like when I was country dancing and doing a lift with a girl and she kicked too hard and all of a sudden, like we're, I'm bending backwards almost in half and she lands and hurts her knee. And then that same feeling I had of like hurting someone I cared about showed up with my wife breaking her wrist and it showed up with the people that were there, even though I didn't know them, that same trauma response like came up again. I'd forgotten that memory and there it is, right? Chris, I mean, what you just said is the essence of most arguments. When you argue with your spouse and you probably never do, but let's just say you mm -hmm. did. When you argue with your spouse, it never has to do with the argument at hand or the situation at hand. It always yeah. is what your brain did in the accident. It does its job because when you go into an upset mode, your body's in fight or flight. So your brain's saying you're in danger. We got to go back to the danger. So it goes back to a time in your life, usually between the ages of like one and 10, where someone made you feel the same way that your wife is making you feel. And so you bring that into the current argument when it has nothing to do with it. So part of that component three, the training of the mind is I give my clients this We've called it the Daily Emotional Tracker. We're rebranding it to call the Joy Regenerator. And anyone can go grab that for free at bradchandler.com forward slash tracker. But what we do is we short circuit going back to the past. I teach you a method so that you're like, 
you breathe and get present. You give yourself compassion. You identify your emotion. And they're like, where does this come from? Oh, when my dad didn't show up to my soccer games, I felt unloved. That's what my wife is doing to me. But am I six years old? And does she really not love me? No. I can be grateful for her because she's healthy. She loves me. And I throw in like three grateful things. Boom. You're right back to your joy. Instead of with my ex-wife, it escalating to a three-day period of me being cold to her and turning it on her because I had to. I felt so bad about myself that I had to protect myself. And I had no idea why I was doing it. And I know I didn't like it, but I had no control. Now, my girlfriend of a year comes to me. I process it and I'm like, okay, I feel this, but it's not real. Okay, let's talk about it. And then we have a great conversation. And conflict actually now brings us closer together instead of pulling us apart. You're able to process it rather than just say, you're able to acknowledge what you're feeling versus just saying it's your fault, right? When it has nothing yes. to do with them and really has nothing to do with the situation. Yes. Boom. You got it. Has If someone pisses you off, it has nothing to do with them or a situation or something. It has nothing to do with them. It has to do with something inside of yourself. Because listen, unless your kids are getting attacked by a bear, you don't have to get upset about anything. You choose to get upset based on past programming. So if we can teach you how to go back and figure out what that programming was and then rewire, you can rewire the brain, that's freedom in life. And that's what I feel like I've gotten. And that's why the last two and a half years of my life have been exponentially better than any period of my life. And translating to business, now that I know that I'm enough, Chris, I don't have to go make a million dollars every month or try to because I'm enough. So what have I done? I've shifted my focus on making an impact. And over the last two and a half years, my net worth has grown more than ever before, way more than ever before. Now, is it where I want to be? No, because part of my old programming, I made five business mistakes that cost me $9 million. So that was old Brad. Now new Brad is not chasing every shiny object because he doesn't have to. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs in business are trying to make a lot of money. You've seen them. I was in there. The masterminds are full of them. They're trying to, how can I make more money than the next guy? I used to go to those things and compare myself all the time because I felt inferior if someone made more money because money to me was a measure of love and worth because that's what my dad taught me. He showed his love through money. Yeah. I was just going to bring up how often do you kind of run across this? Well, first I would say this is, do you ever get resistance from some of the other guys? Like other guys are successful like we've been, right? Do you ever get resistance from them saying, wait, what is all this happy crap you're talking about? And mindset shifting, like they'll all probably acknowledge, yeah, mindset's important. But at the same time, they almost separate that from emotions I've noticed. They're almost so driven. They think that they're just going to drive their way to success. What have you seen? Like what kind of resistance so, or fears or do you run across pretty common? So it's way, way deeper than just mindset. I don't love yeah. the word mindset because it's so overused. Just change your mindset. Look at my reviews and the people that have gone to all the Tony Robbins events, and they're like, I knew exactly what I had to do, but I couldn't do it until I met you. And we went back into the subconscious mind and found out what was holding you back. So, way deeper than mindset, whether they're a successful entrepreneur or they make 10 bucks an hour, it doesn't matter because some people just aren't ready. In order to get to the freedom, you have to move through the pain of the truth. We each have our unique history of our childhood. A lot of our unique histories are keeping us in an invisible prison. Some people are just comfortable and familiar in that prison, and they are so scared to look and be like, let me deal with this issue because they don't know the unknown. What is it? I'm going to mess this up. It's like we, our mind likes the, certain, the misery of uncertainty better than the certainty of 
whatever. Like I said, I messed it up. But basically, we'd rather have the, it's kind of like the devil that you know. Than, you'd rather than, be comfortable than and yeah. in pain. Yes, exactly. Than, than uncomfortable and happy. Boom. Yep. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. So yeah, I mean, like, take me through that. Like, what commonly, I mean, if you do happen to find somebody that's open, like, what commonly do you have to address first? Like, what's the first step usually for somebody? So I can't work with someone. The first thing I have to address is, number one is, are you ready for change? Are you ready to go through a couple hours of pain that may be painful to get to that? So that's the first thing. The second thing is just an awareness is you can't change if you don't know. If you're stuck in prison and you want to escape, what's the first thing you've got to do? You got to realize you're in prison. I had no idea I was in prison, Chris. For 47 years, my two marriages that didn't work out, it was their fault. I drank not every night, but I smoked weed for years every night. So, okay, it helped me sleep. That was my excuse. I didn't always eat healthy. Oh, it's okay. My kids had behavioral problems. Well, that's your mom's fault because their mom has issues. Like, it was always right. someone else's fault. So, I thought, hey, I make okay money. I can vacation a lot. I mean, all these failed relationships are not my fault. And it wasn't until I went to get my son help that I stumbled into this. So, if you're sitting there listening to this saying, I got my shit together. I developed this 12-question quiz called at bradchandler.com forward slash quiz. It will tell you your level of self-love. So you either score extreme self-love, mild self-love, or lack of self-love. If you score mild self-love or lack of self-love, I promise you every area of your life, including your relationship with your spouse, your partner, and your kids, and your health, and your business is negatively affected. So don't take the test and be like, oh, shit, I'm bad. No, look at it that, oh my gosh, like Brad, my life can profoundly transform. Right. Exactly. I love that, man. So for you, like, what was that aha moment? You mentioned you went to Park City and you stepped out three hours. I know, of course, it wasn't three hours total for you. I mean, you've been progressing through this, but what was that moment for you? Like you said, I didn't think this was a problem before. I thought it was just fine. What shifted for you? What got you to see that, oh, it's me. It's not just everybody else. Yeah. So we went back to my childhood and we unearthed times where I had no control or I felt stress for some type of trauma. And a lot of it was revolved around my dad hitting me with a belt and my dad mm -hmm. making fun of me. So I had a big head when I was a kid. So people would tease me and call me all the names, you, you know, pumpkin head and whatever. And then I'd come home and I'd have to endure it from my father. Like I had no safety. When a kid is bullied, they're bullied because the perpetrator knows they don't have a safe place to go home. It's just like when people target kids for sexual abuse, they know who to go to because they don't have someone safe. So what was that aha moment for me, Chris? It was when I realized there was nothing wrong with Brad. What was wrong was with my father and the way that he felt about himself. And in hindsight, I've developed compassion. He's no longer with us, but I've developed compassion for him because he was such a hurt human being. He was doing the best he could with what he had. But that was the aha moment. And after doing this and watching thousands of people taken through similar processes with my mentors, Chris, the one underlying thing that most of us have to some degree is I am not enough. Mm -hmm. And you can only suffer. Most of the suffering in this world is self-inflicted. And you can't suffer when you live in the truth. But we love to live in the untruth, the untruth that there's something wrong with us because this shit happened to us in our childhood or this teacher said, you're worthless or your dad said, I wish you were a girl instead of a boy. Whatever that thing was for you, it made you feel not enough. And most of us keep that in our entire lives and it affects everything in this world from the war in Ukraine to our prisons being full to hospitals to sex trafficking. You name it, I can tie it back to an individual's lack of self-love, which comes from this I am not enough feeling. And ironically, you'll see some of the most successful, what seemingly on the outside successful people will have this very issue, 
right? Yes, because that's what drives them. Yes, and it's not only successful, like let's determine successful, right? Because it's not about money. Let's say the people who thrive in business, in athletics, and Mm -hmm. Hollywood, it's I've got to prove something. Tiger Woods, I got to prove something. Tom Brady, after my seventh Super Bowl, within two minutes of beating Atlanta, I put out a video that put down all my naysayers. If that guy thought he was enough, who's going to go waste their time making a video to prove something? So absolutely. So this is an amazing segue. What I was talking earlier about impact, someone's like, okay, I've only had one client who was really unsuccessful. And this gentleman was really financially successful. And he was worried that if I stop beating myself up and I think I'm enough, I'm going to lose my business drive. But it's just the opposite. When you can Mm -hmm. wake up every day and live your purpose, and that's to impact people, you are going to make more money. So, so many people get into business to get to this place where I have a lot of money and I feel this certain way, but you're never going to feel this certain way if you feel that I'm not enough. So the trick to life is let's get you healthy right now. And once you get healthy, you can get to that state that you thought $10 million was going to bring you, but you'll never get there without it. Now that we're feeling enough, you have a better chance of getting to that $10 million place than you ever did before. Because you're not doing stuff to make a lot of money. You're doing stuff for the good of other people and making an impact. That's right. So if you can tell that I'm passionate, I am because I see this everywhere we go. I see so much suffering and addiction and obesity and relationships. And it all comes down to this. And within three to five hours, that's like the sweet spot with my clients. Three to five hours, people are like, I just finished two hours ago, hypnosis session. I go, how do you feel? He goes, I've never felt like this in my life. He was like, I can't believe that you did this for me. And I go, I didn't do anything. I just let your subconscious mind that knows the source of all of your problems, just unearth them. That's it. That's right. Well, before I get to this last question, it's going to be a good one. Go ahead and share that link again that the people can take the assessment. Bradchandler.com forward slash quiz. Awesome. And we'll put that in there in the show notes too. So here's a question I want to talk about because you talked about neuroplasticity earlier. And it actually reminded me a little bit of like epigenetics and things of that nature where I know that even emotionally speaking, we pass down some of those same things, just like you did from your father. He might've got from his father for all we know, right? It can be something passed down, just like health things passed down. And many people believe you can't change it, right? Zebra can't change their stripes. It can't teach an old dog new tricks if you're older. All these things come up, right? For this, breaking the patterns generationally from receiving it from family members, friends, whatever it might be, but also for your children, have you noticed an effect as well that maybe even creates a break in your generation? Chris, I've said this a hundred times. The greatest gift that any parent can ever give a child is to break the multi-generational curse that most of us are involved in. And how do you do that? You do that by teaching your kid to love themselves unconditionally. How can you teach a kid how to love themselves unconditionally if you take the self-love quiz and you score lack of self-love or mild self-love? You can't. So when parents come to me and they're like, my child has issues, can you fix them? Yeah, we can fix them. But as soon as they go back into the environment to create it, nothing is going to change. So epigenetics, I love Joe Dispenza. And Dr. Gabor Matei talks a lot about this. There are very, 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 very few things that are passed down genetically. People are like, well, alcoholism or depression runs in my family. That's bullshit. It doesn't run in family. Do you know what runs in families? Is the trauma that's associated with being the child of an addict or an alcoholic or a depressed person or an anxious person. That's what's passed down. So absolutely 100% you can change it. 
and I'm getting into this more and more. The Way of Miracles is an amazing documentary on how unresolved childhood programming messes up your health. There's a 500-page book by Dr. Gabor Mate called The Myth of Normal. The whole thing is about how illnesses and diseases and the doctors love to say when they can't figure out something, it's either autoimmune or idiopathic. Mm -hmm. Idiopathic means no known causes and autoimmune means your body is attacking its immune system. That doesn't just happen, guys. There's a reason for that. And what the reason is, is stress. And the stress isn't caused by you driving to work in traffic. The stress is caused by you being in a fight or flight mode from when you were six years old and your dad hit you with the belt and made fun of you. That's where it's from. So Western medicine likes to diagnose, label, and give drugs. And that shit never works. You've got to go to the source. Why did this first happen? Because no one's born with depression or anxiety or an eating problem or an addiction problem. It's all learned and therefore it can be unlearned. But if you go through traditional therapy and traditional medicine, it's often a long road to hoe. So true. So true. Well, that's awesome. I mean, that's the ripple effect we're talking about right there, right? It's not even just about helping you be happy. It's the fact that it can actually create a whole new generation, a ripple effect through your family of those same patterns of happiness. I think if there's any wealth you could pass on, yeah, you could pass on money, but that right there, joy and happiness, you can't put a price tag on that. If you have kids, you owe it to them to do this because they didn't ask to be brought into the world. You brought them into the world. And yes, it is the greatest gift that you can ever give a child. Amen to that. Brad, thank you so much for joining us today. This is awesome. Thank you. I love it, man. I love it. If I can help you and anyone in any way, please reach out to me. I guarantee I'm taking your quiz. There's no doubt. So uh, yeah, look forward to that. And, And everybody else, I recommend the same for you is that, yes, we teach a lot about money and financial strategies and wealth and those kind of things. But the ultimate wealth is happiness, joy. What can you do really do to have more of that in your life? If you can solve some of those issues, a lot of times the money issues also go away too. So guys, make sure you're not just a hearer of the word, but a doer as well. Go and make a wonderful and prosperous week. We'll see you later. Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.